Garcetti. I, this is Plot Points Podcast. I am happy and honored to have two great filmmakers here. This is uh, Eric Hensman, or Sire, as he prefers to be called. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that. And um, Rich, De- <laughs> Rich uh, D'Alessio, uh, the bag man for the crew. Uh, he transports all the Ogat and Gaines. Uh, so anyway... Um, any, but the reason we're here with these uh, malcontents is because they're they're good friends. Um, I've known Eric for at least uh, what's it been 14, 13 years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Rich, I've known for almost that long. Eric and Rich are both part of Orange County Screenwriters Association as uh, board members and also as member members. And so we're their their film, The Prey, Prey, The Legend of Carnoctis, I got to say it right, uh, just dropped last week. They had some premieres, one in Hollywood, one in Orange County here where we're at. And then you guys did a week up in where? Up in Van Nuys. Van Nuys. OK. And you had one of the stars of it, um, Danny Trejo. Um, so, guys, welcome. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for being my friend. Um, for putting up with me all these years, uh, and uh, congratulations on a long journey. So, e- Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started, and uh, you know the, the the how the movie came to be, and then we'll we'll roll into how Rich got involved. Um, yeah, the, basically through the OC Screenwriters Association. You know, I was I was very frustrated uh, trying to be a filmmaker for a lot of years, and uh, trying to figure out how to make movies. I started taking classes at UCLA, screenwriting classes, and um, I already had a degree at Cal State Fullerton in film, and I was just super motivated to figure this whole, you know, puzzle out how to make mm-hmm. movies because, you know, usually filmmakers don't have enough resources to make movies. Of course. So I kept, you know, hustling and doing whatever I could to to get shorts made, but, you know, shorts was kind of just like an exercise that, that cost a lot of money. And then if you can get a lot of friends together, you could you could practice making movies. You know, you had to put a lot of effort and a lot of time into into creating these practice days. So that's when I met you. I think it was 2009. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And, um, you know, you were doing the OC screenwriters and there was a lot of people involved in that that were now kind of in my area. And I was able to meet with other filmmakers that were also you know, passionate and serious about making movies. You know, I met Victor, Victor Fan there. I met, um, and, and Victor went to Cal State Fullerton also, but he was just a couple years after me. So I was already out of the school when he came in. So we kind of missed each other. Mm. Um, but you could just see that some of these people, you know, Gus, Gus signs, you know, his energy and his passion for wanting to make movies was there. You know, we did a, we did a short film festival with you and we just, you know, just tried to get the ball rolling and any, anything possible that we can do. It was, uh, you know, very hard to get something off the ground. You know, even raising $5,000 to make a movie was, was difficult. Mm-hmm. And yet I was shooting commercials for, you know, a hundred thousand or 200,000 for, for some big budget commercials. Well, in my, in my mind was big budget. Cause I was doing, you know, three to $5,000 commercials for so long and just being like, okay, we have the know-how now because of all the commercials that I made. And, you know, at that point, I think I did over a hundred commercials, the validity of working with bigger uh, DPs and understanding that everything's basically the same, whether I'm shooting it or somebody else is shooting it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing. It just, there's a little bit more attention to detail and a little bit more artistry when it comes to the lighting. I remember, you know, Gus coming to me at one of the OC screenwriters uh, Christmas parties in Anaheim 
And he's like, man, I'm going to raise $5,000 and we're going to shoot uh, a little short to try to get one of his ideas off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, he told me his idea. He's like, he's like, if I can get funding, would you be willing to like be the director on it? And I said, yeah, as long as I could, you know, uh, angle the movie into something that I would want to see. Because at first he pitched me a movie that was about, uh, U.S. soldiers in Vietnam getting taken out by a sniper. Mm. And it turned, it was more of a psychological thriller. It mm-hmm. wasn't that, it didn't seem that fun to me. It just seemed a little bit more serious. And I told Gus, I said, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to raise money for this thing, of course I'm on board, but I want to make something that's more fun, like an action adventure movie, kind of more like Predator than, than this psychological thriller. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we can make Apocalypse Now with $5,000. Right. And even if you gave me $5 million, I couldn't make that because I didn't know enough. So I was like, let's just make something fun that we would like. And instead of it being a psychological thriller, which is kind of dark and depressing, in my opinion, I said, let's make something fun that you would laugh at and eat popcorn and be like, I remember these types of movies when I was younger. And then Gus was like, yeah, sure. You can, you can change whatever you want to change. Let's, let's make something. And again, it wasn't a quick, easy process. I mean, we're talking 15 years of, of making commercials and then another three years of Gus, mm-hmm. uh, hustling, trying to add to it. And then after that, um, you know, he found somebody, they had a budget to make a movie for like 1.2 million. He got me in front of him. He called me up and he's like, when do you want to meet? I said, tonight we drove to Venice beach. I pitched him. We didn't have a script yet. I just had a mm-hmm. pitch mm-hmm. and he was more concerned. Like, how could you make a movie for such low budget? And I convinced him and in bullet point, I was at a hotel, uh, Del Mar. And I basically told him step by step how I can do it. Juan Feldman believed me. He, he saw my passion and, and he believed every answer because he was a filmmaker himself. So he kind of knew that I wasn't bullshitting. And, uh, I just had a lot of friends that would come together and, and, and work on something. If yeah. we were doing something so real that it was going to be a feature film, I could pull a lot of favors and, and then I, you know, one step led to another. I got my brother involved. Uh, he rewrote the script that, uh, Gus did the first draft. And then we started just getting the ball rolling and we were talking about making a movie for, you know, under 250,000, somewhere around like 150,000. And we were just all gung ho, just like, let's, let's make a movie that, that, that let's pretend like we have $5 million and make what we, what we would want to see. Mm-hmm. And one step at a time, we got, uh, Rene Valuze to come on board and he had the Blue Cloud Movie Ranch and, um, he passed away recently, but, uh, he, he turned out to be a great friend of ours and he was so passionate and friendly and, and welcoming us to his ranch that he was like, you know, all these things had to come together. And then, um, through you, we also met Rich, um, D'Alessio and then Rich saw. All right, right. Oh, wait. That, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, Cowboy, yeah. you're going, you're going crazy here. All right. Let's, yeah. one of the things that I've always loved about you and Victor. Uh, is your passion. And, um, you guys, I remember you coming to the Orange County Screenwriters Association meeting and just overwhelming me and, and talking about how much you love this idea and blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's so gratifying to see that it's turned into this terrific movie. Before we get too long into this, I want to mention that this is dropping on streaming on July 7th, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, the streaming, is it, can you tell us? I mean, I know I see a whole bunch of logos in there. Is it all the streaming services or? Yeah, it's, it's about, um, more than 20 streaming services, but the main, the main ones that we tell people is, um, Apple iTunes, um, Google Play, Amazon Video. 
and Voodoo and Fandango. But there's Amazon, also there's Amazon. a ton more. Yeah, there's like yeah. Xbox and and there's like 50 more platforms that Tubi. There's a bunch of things that will end up right, uh, right. showing the movie. Well, and so where's the best place for people to go to get information about the movie, like the, where it's playing, or do I want to sign up for a mailing list or whatever? Um, the best place is thepreymovie.com. Okay. Um, that will host everything, a hub for all of our links. And um, there, uh, also Facebook, uh, right. facebook.com forward slash the prey. Okay. All right. So, so here's what I, I get out of your, um, your narrative is basically you were a very talented filmmaker before you started any of this. I remember your commercials were amazing. Um, and you built up a crew. Uh, people you could trust, you know, some really talented young filmmakers. And then you knew what you were doing up to a point. And then when you, when you put all these pieces together, what was the biggest, what was your biggest revelation about? I mean, what did you think? Oh my, oh my God, I underestimated or I overestimated or, I mean, what was the biggest revelation for that? Um, I mean, when you, when you start, you're just happy to be able to make something. So the, the revelation was, if you make something worth making, people will come on board, not because of how much money you have to pay them, but because they see that you're making something real. You want to, they want to be of, involved. Yeah. Yeah. That was the main thing. If you make something good enough that they would want to be involved, you don't have to have millions of dollars. Mm. Um, you just have to have, like you said, passion. You have to have a product. You have to have a script that's worth making. And when people came on set and they saw the set, or if they saw us making the monster, they were like, Oh, wow. This, yeah, looks, this looks very fun. impressive. Right. And then, right. and then it was kind of like that hooks you because it's, it's, it's a fun movie. So I think the revelation was more, wow, this is, this is turning into be a real movie because mm -hmm. the whole time we wouldn't, we didn't have enough money to even pay people for food. So oh, wow. it was, it was like people came on board and, and one step at a time, we would inch a little bit closer to being able to do what we aim to do. Mm -hmm. But I think. At one point, we saw all the trailers on set and we saw like, you know, a hundred people on set. And it was kind of like that wow moment. Like, wow, we're really making the, the type of movie that I wanted to make. This is oh, like a real filmmaker. at that Yeah, point. exactly. And that's and that was really the dream was like, you know, make make. I always wrote it down every year, like make a feature film, make a feature oh, wow. film and figure oh, cool. that out. And then when we were doing it, it was like, wow, this is it. This is amazing. That feeling was the best high in the world. All right. So, so you've got the, you've got, uh, you know, you could talk, we could talk for hours about the film and how, and your, your, the good parts, the bad parts of filming it and stuff. But let's talk, let's talk a little about Rich, uh, Rich's, uh, he, flash forward a few, a few years after you've got it in the can, but it's, it's not finished yet. It, you still got some post production to do. Yeah. We needed, we needed sound mixing. We needed sound design. Uh, we needed the ADR. We needed a lot of audio um, stuff to get fixed. And, you know, when you're when you're making it yourself and you're editing it yourself, there's only so much you can do. Right. And um, e even if people give you deals, it's still not that cheap to pull off, you know, through the OC screenwriters. I think it was at one of the board meetings. I met Rich uh, at Westcliff and he's like, I heard you have a done movie. Can I check it out? And I was like, yeah, of course, I would love for you to see it. And he came over to Anaheim and he saw the movie. And he says, I actually like the movie. What's the problem? <laughs> well, what you, know, you don't, what you don't realize, Rich uh, confessed this to me later. He thought you were making a porno. 
So he was. <laughs> oh no! He, he wanted to come over to my house and watch a party. Right? He didn't. He, he he didn't want to really see that him would have been movie. awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll let him talk about it. But Rich, when you first came over to Anaheim and you saw the movie, like, what was your first impression? Well, my first impression was, yeah, a little disappointed that it wasn't a porno. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, my well, my first impression was, this is real. This is a, a I've seen movies that like this they're out there and and this is a real movie and one thing you said eric that um kind of set the hook was you midway through it you you were laughing and saying i've seen this thing a hundred times and i still get a kick out and i thought well shit he he knows more about this stuff than i do and if he's still into it and i just saw it and i think it's good then heck yeah i'm in i could have been in love with my own stuff though (laughs) <laughs> well, let's let's say that that's that's already true. Let's right. let's, let's just go. That goes without Rich, saying. Rich, uh, you know, uh, Eric's recording this uh, video. Oh yeah, so we he, don't see you, Rich. We don't see oh, you anymore. You want Sorry, to put on I, your I, camera? I wanted to. Uh, I was having some buffering issues, but I'm, I'm here. You were having some what issues? Buffering. Oh, oh buff. buffering. He was in the buff. He was in the buff. <laughs> he was changing. <laughs> All right. Let's keep, it a, let's keep it a family show, huh? Nah, we don't need to do that. I can, <laughs> I can just put it on uh, Apple iTunes as being not clean or unclean. <laughs> they have explicit clean and something else. I don't know. So I'll just put unclean. Um, so Rich, you are, you are a, you're a film aficionado. You're a screenwriter. Uh, you have a lot of experience with uh, doing uh, video production for your companies. You have a lot, you have, you and your brother have a, a, a group of companies that do, you know, uh, a whole different range of stuff. So, I mean, why did, was this always a dream to be involved or is this something new? Well, n- no. So here, here was my selfish interest was I wanted to learn the system, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many writers say, gosh, you know, I write and I wait and, you know, I get some interest, but then it doesn't happen and blah, blah. And, and so I thought, well, you know, I don't have time to, to wait. I want to learn it. I want to see how you actually get a movie done before you waste your time writing the, you know, the, the greatest screenplay ever. Excuse me. So, waste your time. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No. You're I, lucky you're sorry. not within arm's reach, uh, dude. Yeah. No. Okay. I, let me re- restate that. So before, before you throw all this effort into, you know, writing, I, I, I wanted, I, cause what, what, when you write and you're proud of it, you want it made, or if you have a good idea, you want it made. Mm-hmm. And there's so many roadblocks, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to learn what those roadblocks were and how you get around them. And when I saw this movie was, in, in my estimation, done, and it just needed, you know, a little more funding to get it over the finish line, I thought, yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to see that. And then I want to be part of the team to shop it and, 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 and try to sell it and try to get it aired. And that, that's when the education started. Yeah. You and your brother, um, are listed as being the Delessio brothers, like Eric and his uh, brother Matthew being the Hensman brothers. It was it, was it fun guys to work with your family on, on this film? I mean, was that something that was interesting or did it cause more problems because of it was family? Uh, for me, it's, for me, it's like a dream come true because my brother was making movies before, before I even started. Mm-hmm. So my first introduction to, Oh, we can make our own movies was, me being in junior high playing basketball and seeing my brother already start working on storyboards and, and making, you know, special effects. He's an so extremely me, talented artist. Yeah. He's yeah. Amazing. For me, it was, it was a dream come true to be able to pull him in and be like, you could, 
you know, you can rewrite it and you could, um, you know, co-direct it with me because mm -hmm. I knew his ability, uh, as an artist was, was amazing, not just with special effects, but, you know, we saw things the same way when it came to, to movies, like we like the same things. And I knew that we would want to make the same type of movie. So, um, and you know, Rich, go ahead. How was it working with Dennis? Well, my brother and I have been business partners for, you know, 30 some odd years. So, and, and we've done a lot of stuff together. Just what? Since you, wait, since you were five? <laughs> no, since uh, we first started working together when I was 22. Yeah. And he was 27. Yeah, I but, get it. I was making yeah, a no, joke. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, we've been doing a bunch of stuff and, and, um, and, and he's a very creative guy and he, he's up for anything. And, and he's not, even though, you know, most of his motivation is, is financial motivation. Um, he likes to have fun, you know, mm -hmm. and he likes to do things that you would think are impossible. And mm -hmm. um, so that's like the greatest guy to have on a team is somebody who will bring the same enthusiasm and put his money where his mouth is. And um, so, yeah, we 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 enjoyed it. He, he wasn't very active in the, in the business side of making the film, but he was a very big supporter. The whole oh, way. he was. He, support, he went yeah, he, on his own. yeah, he was supportive. Just let me remind everybody, this is Plot Points Podcast. You can find us at plotpoints.com. You can also dial 919 Scripts, which is 919-727-4787. Leave us a message. There's a Google Voice quarter there. You can find us anywhere on, uh, on anywhere that I'm, I'm literally anywhere there's a podcast. Uh, we've been, I've been doing this for, I don't know how many years. And so it's all over the place. We have, you know, we have an audience that's so wide. I mean, I don't know. The five people who listen to us are just, <laughs> so, um, and we're talking to uh, Eric Hensman, Sire Hensman, and Rich D'Alessio, both friends of mine, both incredible people. I, I love you both. I think you're you're terrific. We all share the same dream, although I was a little bit ahead of you guys. I've, I, I was making my scripts the worthless pieces of shit that they are. Um, <laughs> We're, we're selling in the early nineties. So I was, uh, I was ahead of you guys. That's why I started OC screenwriters was to bring people like yourself together. Cause we had no resources down. I mean, Orange County is considered like the boondocks, uh, to uh, Hollywood, but uh, I love Mark's, uh, self deprecating humor, but I believe he was the first person I've ever met that had over what 19 scripts, uh, that actually got produced into Third. movies. Is that correct? Yeah, I have not, I have 33 scripts sold and 19 of them were made into films. Yeah. So, um, don't believe his, yeah, uh, yeah. his talk uh, about he doesn't know what he's doing. He's the, probably the guy who knows the most about what he's doing with 19 scripts made into movies, which is a pretty damn impressive resume. Well, I mean, I've been on a bunch of sets. Uh, you know, I know what the, I know I don't want to do that. That's how I know not to get involved because. My God, I, I don't know how directors or producers do it. It's, it's a, it's, it's a miracle when any film gets made, considering what you guys have. To, I mean, just, you know, just not for nothing, but you guys have to have food, bathrooms, uh, air conditioning. I mean, uh, locations, permits, uh, fire marshals. I mean, how many thousands? Oh, you got to have storyboards. You have call sheets. You have to have all this stuff ready to go. And then, then. Once it's done, then you have to figure out some place to, because anybody can make a movie. It's what you guys have accomplished, which is distribution. That's the real miracle, right? I mean, that's, that's the second part of this whole, and that's part of what Rich, I know, helped with. But I mean, talk a little bit about that too. So there's, let me, let me just preamble that there's pre-production, which is 
we're going to make a movie. Let's get the stuff taken care of. You, you get in meetings and all that stuff. You do storyboards. There's the production, which is shooting it. And then there's post-production, which is making it look and sound good. But then there's, then after all that, after all the years you spent, Eric, with doing that, you still had to find somebody who's going to put your movie out there somewhere. So talk a little bit about that, that part of it. Yeah. And that, that kind of was the most frustrating part too, because, well, editing the movie was the most challenging, I think, because you start to have to just do it yourself mm-hmm. and it becomes overwhelming the amount of hours that it takes. You know, you could work on something for months and months and months and still not be done. And it's just taxing and uh, exhausting and mentally exhausting. But then when it came to the distribution, that was like mentally exhausting in a whole nother way. Instead of it being like a marathon that never finishes, instead it was, you can't trust any of these sharks in the water and everybody wants your movie. Everybody says, give me your movie and I'll distribute it for you. And I'll let you know how much we made for you. And I just kind of knew that's a recipe for disaster and that most of these sales agents aren't going to do what they say they're going to do. And they're, they're not obligated. If you look at the contract that they give you, they're not obligated to do anything. Oh, wow. And it's, it's a very, it's a very sad situation for indie filmmakers because once you get to that last point, usually you're exhausted. You don't have any more resources. You don't have any more money to do anything. And then you're kind of stuck having to just fund somebody's company to just go travel the world to all the film festivals and, you know, just show your movie and and collect money on your behalf. And good luck collecting any money. If your movie does well, they'll figure out a way to to make it so that it didn't look like you made anything. So called Hollywood, um, Hollywood bookkeeping. Yeah. uh, Rich can attest to that more because at this time, you know, me and Rich were, were in it together. And, and I was explaining to him like, this isn't normal business. This is, this yeah. is very complicated because the the corruption and the, the there is no transparency in being able to see how much the movie got sold for at each territory because it's throughout the whole world. And we're talking about 60, 60 odd places. There's no way we're going to be able to know how much the movie sold for. But, uh, you know, with the huge amount of resiliency, we just kept pushing forward. It was it was almost three years of just trying to figure out that how yeah. to sell the movie, just that alone. So it wasn't like we were. You know, the actual shoot days is, is like 40 shoot days, but the 40 really? Wow. Yeah. Because we did, we did, um, 12 pickup days in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. And because we were doing special effects with no, with no money that we just had to figure out how to pull it off. Mm. So, but, but, you know, so the actual filmmaking part, like you were talking about how, how hard it is. Yes, it's hard. It's tremendously hard, but it's actually fun. Like you get to like make, you know, have a monster attack people in a, in an awesome location. And you get to work the puppet and show yeah, the like, there's so, actors and it's, it's friends coming together for the right. same goal and you're having fun. It feels right. like you're, you're at, you know, you're at camp playing. It doesn't feel <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like, Oh man, we have to shoot another shoot day. It's almost right. it's like exhilarating. Yeah, right. It's, it's exhilarating because you also get instant feedback because we're shooting mm-hmm. on digital. So right. you, you don't have to wait it on. The, yeah. 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 I always said there's two, there's two magical places on the earth for me. One is a college campus. And the second is a film set, any film set. I don't care whose it is, but yeah, um, so that's yeah. exhilarating. Instead of oh, yeah. feeling, you know, taxing, it actually gets you, gets you excited. But then when you're dealing with uh, business and managers and lawyers and, and you're dealing with contracts, that's when it's not fun at yeah. all. It's just, Hey, Rich, what do you think we should do? 
because because nothing looks like a good plan right now you know rich you've been so you've been in business for many years as you said with your brother and all that i mean how much of a education was this process to get not only getting involved um the way you did because you're one of the producers of the film but uh the edu- what you some of the hurdles that you had to go through just to get to this point i mean i know there was a lot a lot of stuff going on there what how, what's your feeling about it or how do you feel well I, I, we we started out you know the standard route we uh we had this thing and we started shopping it we hired an attorney who had contacts in the industry to shop it to the big players. And th- those were all unsuccessful. And, unsuccessful. Um, and there you are with not, unsuccessful. Not successful. Yeah. So okay. I'm sorry. Not successful. Yeah. So, you know, essentially nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to pay us any money for it. And, you know, there are a lot of bottom feeders that'll say, yeah, we'll, we'll give you pennies on the dollar for it. But then now you've got a loss on your hands, right? And you, mm. you give the stone away. And there, there's, it's Hollywood's littered with that where people like Eric said are exhausted. You know, they spent all their friends and family money and they, they have no other choice. So they have to, you know, sell it for, for a loss. And we didn't want to do that. Um, so, so we, we had some offers. I think Eric can attest to that. We had some offers, but again, you don't trust the offer. It's not enough. It doesn't cover your investors. And, and so we got, we got very lucky and I credit Eric and uh, Gus for this. We went to AFM, which is the American film market. And they brought that monster. Right, Carnactus. <laughs> I remember you saying that, yeah. And and that gets attention. You know? Sure it does. And, and so one thing led to another. Uh, we, we met a guy who, who knew a guy, and um, that turned out to be our distributor, the, the distributor that we signed with. And so then we had to go through the contract phase and, and try to protect ourselves for all these you know horror stories we'd heard. And I think we signed a pretty good contract. and. Um, and that got us to that got us to cable because this distributor is, is is really well experienced in cable streaming, right? right? And and so we thought, okay, yeah. And, but then with cable comes more money, right? Mm. You've got to advertise it. You've got everybody, everybody, and then to advertise it, you have to make commercials. That's more money. Quality control issues, and and there's just a million different things you have to do that are that are. It's like. Well, don't you have to, don't you also have to, I remember you saying something about you had to translate the movie into how many languages in order for streaming to handle it? Well, that, that's just one of many things, but yeah, it's, we have, you have a closed caption, right? And then if you have like in our movie, we've got subtitles in the very beginning. And so we forgot to mention that. And, and in the final hour, they said, Oh my God, that's critical. You got to re, re edit that in because you can't have the subtitles covering up the closed caption. And, you know, so the, it, it, in the final, say, last month of, of getting it to air, every day was a crisis for something. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something that had to be done yesterday. And lo and behold, we got it, we got it done. But. Well, it sounds um, like a, it sounds like a great marriage between, um, I mean, I know Eric is very creative, but he also has a good head for business because he ran his own video business for a long time. And you have a great head for business, but you're also very creative because you're a writer and you have, I, you know, I'm always impressed by your work. This is Plot Points Podcast, plotpoints.com. My name's Mark Sevy. I'm with Eric Hensman and uh, Richard D'Alessio, who's, who are producer, director and producer of the, the movie, The Prey, uh, Legend of Carnoctus which is dropping on July 7th on a bunch of streaming platforms. You can go to thepreymovie.com to get any information you need.
for that. Uh, and you, there's a mailing list, right? They can sign up for the mailing list yeah. to, to do that. So let's, in the remaining time we have, let's talk a little bit about the future. You guys want to say what, you know, what's coming or what you're looking? I mean, what, here's the thing that drives, would drive me nuts about how, how long you've worked on this film. And now it is at that final stage. It must be a little bit of a downer because you don't have that. You're not doing that crisis management anymore. You're not living on the edge of your emotions. You know, you're not, you don't wake up every morning infused with, I, I know you guys are enthusiastic, but isn't there a, a somewhat of a letdown? And so to, to solve that, what's up, what's coming up? Um, no, there's, there's no letdown because we're still in the thick of it right now. The movie mm-hmm. is about to be released July 6th, July 7th. You know, we're in the mode of uh, promotion. And I think the promotion mode is probably going to last somewhere between maybe six months to a year. Oh, wow. Promoting this movie. So it's not like, okay, we're all done. And, you know, my hands are clean. Now I can think about what's next. It's more if we can get this movie uh, in front of enough people. I've had firsthand experience. We're going to Monster Palooza in Pasadena and showing people the trailer and showing them the T-shirts and the posters and the merch that we had. We also had Carnoctus Jerky. And they were they were buying everything. And, I, and you know, this was some some of them. It was before they even saw the trailer. So we're not we're not like over it. We're totally Still in, it in right the now. thick of it. Yeah. So, okay. you know, like this, like today and tomorrow, I'm working on making ads uh, to promote the movie so that they can actually go to a website that has a buy now button. Um, because remember, Mark, at the, up to this point, people can only see the movie on cable right now. And that's a very small audience uh, compared to people that can go to a website like Amazon or iTunes. I mean, that's everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. can go do that, right? Mm-hmm. So the amount of people that have a smartphone that has uh, Amazon and, and, and the ability to buy movies straight to their phone is, you know, hundreds of millions of people. So we're, we're not uh, talking about the next one yet where, you know, we have ideas of what we want to make. You know, we have a, a direction of where we want to go, but we want to build on the success of this movie. And that's going to take uh, at least three to six months of us focusing on, okay, what else can we do? So just the other day, I booked a horror convention in, uh, Ohio, uh, Boise, um, uh, um, Ohio, uh, Idaho, Boise, Idaho. And, um, we were, we got on a panel to talk about the movie and it's basically one step at a time. How many people can we get to find out about this movie? And if we can get enough people to find out about it, they're going to like it. They're going to buy the movie for $5 and they're going to share it with their friends and. That's pretty much where we're at right now. So it's mm-hmm. not like uh, let's move on to the next one right away. It's let's see how far we can bring this first one. Yeah, so. see, that's why I like being only a screenwriter. I I I write it, I give it to the producers, and then I walk away and go to the next project. I don't have to deal with any of this. This uh, this is more satisfying creatively, I would imagine, but it's a lot more work too. <laughs> uh, Rich, what's what are you doing? I mean, are you sticking with the uh, the Hensman? Uh, Soul Train, or are you going <laughs> to... Soul Train. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Because these guys are just, you know, can-do attitude all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not whiners. You know, we, and we've had to manage a lot of personalities in this... In this, in oh, this of course. Egos, right. Yeah. Massive egos. I mean, even bigger than ours. That's hard That's to believe. It. Hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I love this team. And, um, and that, like I said before... We know how to do it now and we have the, the pieces of the puzzle figured out. So what took, you know, almost a decade to make this, we think we can get done the next one, you know, if we have the same enthusiasm in, in a year, year and a half, you know, cause now we know the roadmap. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that was that was the most satisfying part for me is to see how you can, in fact, get your project done, what it takes, you know, and, and a lot of it is money because these guys did it with a shoestring budget. We, we won't talk about budget, but it, it, it looks like it costs a lot more than it. But, well, that's um, some of the a lot of that's a tribute to Eric. You know, sure. I mean, he he, you know, would not let this film go until it looked and sounded great. I know that. But. But the problem with that is it takes time. If yeah, you don't right, have money, right, you right. need time. So what what do we do? So now if, if this can be as successful as we hope it to be, now we can go back to the same investor pool, you know, and say, now we know how to do this and we're going to do it even faster. Mm-hmm. And and that that's going to be big, I think. So, yes, the, our team is, is pretty good and only getting better. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. as many projects as we can get done. Well, look, you guys are both a joy. Um, I had this in mind when I started OC Screenwriters. It's amazing. Uh, I, I knew Eric, if anybody could bring it to fruition, because the first, I think within the first two months of the organization, he was pushing to have a screenplay contest and he wanted to make, we, we made a short within two or three months. I just amazing, but there was no way this guy was going to, I, I couldn't, I had to barricade my door. You know, <laughs> I still have guards outside because he, you can't stop him. You just can't. He's like Carnoctus. He's just going <laughs> to keep coming at you. So do you guys want to give a shout out to your team member? I, I, you know, this is dangerous because you miss somebody and then, then they, then there's butt hurt, butt hurts. Yeah. That's but, impossible. Uh, that's impossible. Anytime I post on Facebook, somebody gets mad at me that I forgot their name. Also. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so it, I was just trying to express any type of gratitude, but it's impossible to write. Everybody at the same time. So I I have an amazing team. And one of the people asked me on the red carpet, um, I thought it was a very relevant question. They said, what's the first step in making a movie like this? Mm -hmm. And I said, first, you have to build a team and you have to have a lot of friends that trust you, that want to work with you and that you know how to work with them. And you build up this camaraderie because when things get tough and you're going to get knocked down, if your friends don't have your back, you're going to fall apart. Right. And that's the main thing. I had enough people like Calvin and Dylan. I had enough people like my brother, uh, Gus, that they were in it so hardcore that they were there rain or shine every single day, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter if we had a budget of $2 or, or $2 million. They were there to help make the movie. So I would say build up a team is the number one step if you want to make anything because it's you're not going to be able to do anything by yourself. Right. I mean, the, the business is a business of relationships. Uh, you know, so that's definite, that's networking. That's business one on one, right? Rich team is I'm, critical. Well, I mean, you, you guys met through, through, you know, you connected through Orange County Screenwriters Association, which I can't tell you how many events well, we put on. Well, well, there's a shout out for you right there. We, 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 this would not have happened without. OC screenwriters. Yeah, no, I think it, it would have. Would I, have I, don't, I don't think you could have stopped, Eric. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> no, Mark, Mark, it was it, the, the core people that, that helped get this thing off the ground uh, between Gus, Rich, Victor. I mean, that's that's a huge that's a huge uh, testament to uh, it's not just me, you know, putting a bullhorn out there and saying who wants to make a movie. There was already an organization that was pulling screenwriters and filmmakers together. And they saw that, you know, there's a few people that are serious about doing it and they gravitated together to make something. So that's that's a huge testament to OC screenwriters. 
Yeah, well, you guys were part of that too. So um, that there's very little, very little I can take credit for. I just, you know, I just, yeah, I've been wanting to do this for years and years and years, but you guys made it possible for it to succeed and beyond my wildest dreams. This is a really great outcome. I know it's been a long, long journey, and I know both of you have have sweated. Uh, you know, you have passion, persistence. Uh, you know that 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 means a great deal. That's probably why I like you guys most because I'm. I'm like that too. I don't take no for an answer. I don't allow a door to close if I can't knock on it again. Those are, those are just qualities you got to have to succeed in this business. It's so difficult. And if you don't, if you, if you, if you get discouraged easily, you might as well give up now. There's no, there's no way, but there's, you know, there's an old saying, few are called, but uh, many are called, but few are chosen. I think it's a biblical quote. And that's what you guys, I mean, how many people do we get at these events and how many people actually ended up making a movie and having it come out? We're going to, we're going to wrap it up here. We're almost, we're almost exactly at an hour. I, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with the movie, with the team, with the organization, with the party bus uh, (laughs) that was at the screening uh, in Orange County. And, uh, you know, uh, it's also a testament to your families who um, supported you and loved you and, uh, you know, gave you the ability to, to, to pursue your dreams. So congratulations to them, too. But um, this is Eric Hensman, Rich D'Alessio. I'm Mark Sevy. This is Plot Points Podcast. Um, the Prey is come. The Legend of a Carnoctus is dropping on July 7th on a bunch of streaming platforms. And um, you can go to thepreymovie.com to get any information you need. So let's uh, let's say also, this is oh, go also ahead. Facebook. That's, Facebook, that's probably right. the most active. Right. Because uh, you can reply and, and yeah. yeah. OK. Um, anyway, uh, guys, I, you know, thank you for um, for being who you are. I, I don't I don't know how else to say it really and truly. It's a, it's a joy. I know I know we've all had, you know, those rough patches in our in our lives and especially Eric Jesus over the last how many years of your life you've gone through what you've gone through. But it's gratifying to see uh you know this is where you know the uh, John Madden said deodorant is a um winning is a great deodorant and this is when when you reach this point this is when things start to smell pretty nice so uh, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on your movie and uh, on your work and everything like that thank Thanks, you very Mark. much thank uh, you Mark so uh if you guys want to find us we're plot points podcast plotpoints.com uh, 919 scripts. You can leave a message for uh, anybody on the podcast and I'll pass it on. As always, for myself, for the men and women of OC screenwriters, be inspired, do good work. Mm-hmm.